Thank you. Was that for me that you said that, or oh, I didn't get your headphones off there? Oh, well, I had to, I had to reverse them. Oh, right, because to- we're we're southpaws today. Southpaws. <laughs> Someone for the game master forgot the game. No, so we had to come up Le- with left-handed hot potato. <laughs> that was my idea. <laughs> oh, that was your idea all along. Yeah. All right. That well, was all fanfare. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Don't Be an Idiom. We are your hosts, Albert and Ryan, and let me just tell you something. We love looking up phrases. Right. And finding out where they came from. Even though it's like a second job and we don't get paid for it. We love it. Well, we do get, you know... We get paid in satisfaction? No, no, but we get paid in... um, Yeah, we. I guess we don't get paid. Uh, well, it's very rewarding. Oh, rewarding. Yeah, that's the, that's the word. Yeah. So uh, yeah, here at Don't Be an Idiom, we we find the origins of common phrases and we tell you the histories. And sometimes you get some good ones, and sometimes they're uh, <laughs> they're just like you know B B minus. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes number two keeps happening more and more as you go. <laughs> oh, and a, a tidbit about today's episode: our idioms are going to be number ninety-nine and one hundred. That's a milestone, Albert. And you might be asking yourself, Ryan and Albert, how can that be? Because it's only episode forty-nine. You do two idioms a show, so the math just doesn't add up. Oh well, we had two episodes with four idioms on each one, and then we had two episodes with one idiom on each. Right. So wait a second. You do the math. Oh right, the one on each because the time we both got Die Hard. We did, yeah, Die Hard, and then we had a Cotton Eye Joe special. Oh right, right. That was our other single. Now, if you are longtime listeners, you know that we sometimes we do whatever we want. We got to change it up when we go on vacation or something like that. Uh huh. It's like an MTV remix. Yeah, they know. Right. Are you saying that because of the four and the one situation? Yeah, like oh, to me, it, the numbers still don't add up. Yeah. Maybe they don't. And I'd ask that everyone doesn't check my <laughs> yes, check, Don't check my don't. math. <laughs> don't check my math. Uh, but, um,. Any, yeah, anything else for the top of the show? Well, <laughs> you know, it's Ryan's birthday uh, on the 4th and Chris, okay. happy birthday on the 5th. Uh, that's, that's right. I turned uh, 38 years old. Welcome aboard the 38 train. Thanks. It feels, it's, it's dumb. It feels dumb. I saw a picture of me when I was much younger today and I was like, ouch. <laughs> At least you have like, you know, you still have those beautiful locks. Of hair. No. But there's something there. Boy, the weeds are still growing. Yeah, they're, they're growing. <laughs> I could tell you about the lady with the towel over her face. <laughs> I'll tell it. We could cut it. <laughs> you just tell it. All right, and listen. So you I, had was a, in a, I was in a spooky mood last night, okay? I just watched the movie It Follows. You've seen it, Rye? Mm-hmm. Right, and for those of you who have not a, seen it, it's a great mid two thousands. Uh, how do you say two thousand tens? It's I don't know two thousand tens. I don't know. Forget it. It's just in two thousand ten. Did it come out in two thousand ten? I. It's a great movie. Two thousand teens. It's a great horror movie with a really good soundtrack. Yeah, very synthy. 
Very cool. Anyway, basic idea is you, if if somebody ha has this curse on them and then they have sex with somebody, they pass the curse to them and then this ghoul just walks slowly towards you. Yeah. Um, forever. Right. Until you until have you sex with someone else. I think it's like a social it's a, commentary it's a on supernat STDs or something. Well, definitely. But it's, 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 very like a super <laughs> it's like a supernatural STD. <laughs> That yeah. kills you, yeah. If you don't get, if you don't pass it on. But here's the thing. But why are you telling me that? Why are you telling me about the uh, because plot of the this, story of, that of I'm college. talking about uh, uh, that I, that happened to me in real life? Um, okay. I was in a spooky mood because I just watched this creepy horror movie. Right. Okay. You just watched right? it. Follows. I just yeah. watched it. Follows. And it was time for bed, and I wanted to go. I I was parked in a spot where I f forgot what the sign said. You know, like so I had to make sure I didn't get a ticket in sure, the morning. Yeah. Right. So I run down and in the building there's it's there's the door is a little foyer I guess you would call it mm -hmm. like a, of an apartment building yeah and I see a foot sticking out mm. and I'm like whoa and uh, I had to open the door because I had to go out, I had to go up past this foot and there was a person attached to it yeah and when I went to look at her face she had this <laughs> uh, white and yellow striped like a towel yeah. over her face whoa and she was mumbling to herself and I said um, I was like hi you know, are you okay and she's like yes sir but it's awfully cold can I have your jacket or a sweatshirt <laughs> yeah. and I was like I don't I don't even live here. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I just. I have to jump over to you to check the parking sign. <laughs> yeah. So I do that, and then on my way back in, I don't say anything because I don't. I don't know if we're gonna have a whole lot to talk about. Yeah. And then I go upstairs. And I'm thinking about it. I was like, maybe I should go help her. I got some blankets in the car. Yeah. And so I go run back down to go help her out, and she's gone. Wow. There's just something about that the towel over the face like i imagined lifting it up and it being like all maggots yeah or, or like like lights that shone saw my own death in their eyes you know i mean if you're covering your face with a like a dish towel um there's something that feels spooky to me it was especially spooky. if you're just you know in a building at night yeah um i want to see what's under that that towel i'm gonna think about that for the rest of my life and then yeah. i was thinking like did i imagine all that Right, <laughs> you know. I, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think there's it a security happened. camera. I need to get the footage. You need to get the footage. Well, that was nice that you went back to give her a blanket. Well, but it's a shame. I, I don't know why she was cold. It's so hot. <laughs> hey, Alex, if you're listening, I was gonna give her the blankets from your wedding. <laughs> well, that's nice though. Yeah, well, I, pass I, it on. I've already used them a bunch, and and now they and can now go to give, give them my head. I love those blankets though. Well, I got to keep them. You can borrow mine if you ever get cold, but. Your fleece. Just for like a little I don't bit. want to borrow. I want to own. I don't like borrowing. <laughs> I was kidding, man. I wouldn't let someone borrow I, I know, blanket. but let's just, for the record, let's just put this out there. I am not a borrower. Right. Just as I am not a dog person. But I heard you tell someone that you would lend them a book the other day. Oh, it's That means you're borrowing to I'm, other people. I hate that too. Oh, wait. You huh? know why? Because yeah. you know what? I've gotten to the point with like my, my library is just like, you know what? Some of these books I don't need to keep forever. Sure, yeah. Some I just want to keep. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what? I, I borrowed one out a while ago and it was a want to keep one and I wish I didn't. Yeah. Never. Yeah. You had to keep the want to keeps. Yeah. In your room You know what else? Room it's one time. of those ones that had a, a sleeve, you know? It's oh, like the three books fit in there. Yeah. And now there's a, a gaping hole. That sucks. Now what are we gonna, I'm not going to throw out the sleeve. No. Eh, nah. They might have to. <laughs> um, but you, okay, so you don't 
You don't like to borrow. I don't like to borrow. Okay. I don't think you do either that much. No, not really. Right, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to borrow. I don't want to let anyone borrow anything. I want to own. Give it to me. Give it to me. Uh, okay, Give so thank you for that uh, that interesting anecdote. Um, Harrowing tale. I'm sure there's a lesson to be learned, and uh, we'll all be thinking about it. I feel very confident about that. Yeah. Okay, so... Listen, we're going to play a game. We're going to see who gets to jump into their idiom history first. The Game Master, I, in air quotes, Game Master, um, he uh, <laughs> he dropped the ball. Yeah, I did. He didn't bring a game. I did. And, you know, that you know we... Listen, Albert doesn't do everything on the show. We split we <laughs> split the amount of work that's, you know, necessary. We split it 99 to 1. <laughs> Yeah. And I didn't do the one thing. <laughs> yeah, this those percentages are really those accurate. Are accurate. Maybe they could be half but, a percentage um, there. But, but but yes, I didn't bring you know, it. But you know what? It's because I'm in fucking school mode now. Uh, you know, yeah, it's like sure. I don't know if you know this, but you know, teachers have to go back tomorrow unless you go to Ryan's school and get to celebrate Rosh Hashanah. Man, yeah. Well, if, so if I do, yeah. So if I get into school mode, maybe I'll forget to you know edit this uh-huh. and upload it and um, post it. Right, and, and create unique and artwork and, and, yeah. for the post. <laughs> create the artwork and um, <clears throat> yeah, like find, find the sound effects. Sound effects. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and work on that, the uh, music and stuff. Um, but that's only... It might be a whole different show, really. <laughs> <laughs> One of them no-shows. Yeah, right. All right, but but we figured it out. I said, "Listen, Albert, I got us. I got some potatoes. Because there anything we can do with that?" And he said, "Like the game mat, like with the flash, flashing light speed of a game master's mind with making games out of found objects." He said, "Left-handed hot potato, boom, like that. It's a gift." <laughs> so we're gonna. We're gonna we're gonna have a catch uh, with a this is like one of those baby potatoes. <laughs> Keep in mind, neither of us are very athletic to begin with, and now we're using our left hand. So we're gonna have a catch with a left-handed catch with a baby potato, and um, as soon as we each catch it once, then right, it's you like gotta whoever, at least get to catch it once. Right, and then it, <laughs> then it turns into a, whoever drops it goes. Uh, the other person goes first. Right. All right. So we wish you could see this. Right. Um. Let's get started here. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So now we can start. I, I feel like I have the groove now. <laughs> now, after one throw. Oh! Yes. Yes. Oh, man. I wanted to go first today. Left handed hot potato. All right. Albert, what's your idiom? potato you know you know right what i like about what we were just doing there with the game yeah what is that you know there's there's people want to say a lot of rules you know you gotta you gotta play a real game but not us we're a couple of mavericks we make up our own games couple of mavericks yeah yeah we do (laughs) um okay so maverick is the idiom for the day who maverick is like all-star best on team just what (laughs) (laughs) you know actually i will agree that i think most of us when we think of a maverick they're very good oh right yeah right 
I gotta be honest, I'm not really sure I remember that. What's the Maverick? Is it an idiom? I don't even know. <laughs> it it should be because we're doing it on here. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know, dude. What is it? What is it? What does it mean? It's an unorthodox individual, a masterless person who deviates from the customary way of doing things. Oh. So you know, like I think Mavericks you usually think of like a like a lone gunman or something. You know? Yeah. Okay. But usually they're very good too, like you said, they because kinda, they have to be alone. To, the, they had to be good to be alone. Are they are they antiheroes occasionally, or I think Mavericks are usually antiheroes, yeah. right? You know, so or sometimes just heroes, right? But the anti is good because it's they're unorthodox, right? So probably more likely than not antiheroes. Yeah. Okay. So um, what do you think? Where do you think the word comes from? Okay, good question. By the way, if it's your first time listening, that's how the show works. <laughs> you have to guess where the word originated. And we're assuming that everyone out there is also real quick, you know, just quickly trying to think of their own guess before we start ours. Oh, yeah, you should definitely, yes, make a guess here. What do you think a Maverick comes from? Um, are you, you might also be thinking, like, is Albert, I don't know if this, this might not be an idiom. No, it is. They know there's an etymology to it, so you know there's something to say about it. Oh, I've got something to say. <laughs> okay, so it was in the 1940s, um, before the World War II ended, and uh, there was a guy, uh, Bob Chuck, who was in the Air Force, and he flew plane for the air force and he yes. was a bad <laughs> not everyone in the air force flies planes. no i you know, know that, right? i know that there's people that have to do like computer work and secretaries and wave those land here <laughs> yeah things the, that's what i would be they're not bannermen no but they're not no but there's something else the, the word bannerman came to mind for me but that's like an you know bannerman unite Shit. Okay, so uh, Bob Crutch. What was his Chuck. name? Chuck. Bob Chuck. I also don't know if Bob was his first name. Bob's his first name. Okay. It was Chuck. And Chuck's his last name. So he got into the Air Force, but he was a bad boy. Like, just... Oh, yeah. 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 Just, Ladies, you, you know, know what I'm talking about? Slick back hair. Not pushback. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> and... He had so much grease in his hair. He had the the muscles. You know the 1940s muscles where they're like... Yeah, when you don't need a single preservative because they don't exist yet. Yeah, but you don't have quite like the same like like super cut four pack. Yeah. It's kind of that like fleshy yeah, muscular that? look. Yeah. Um, he had that. Oh. Which was good. So anyway, uh, he was also not very good at flying planes. And um, one day he... Uh, they went on just a test run to, you know, they were working something out with bombing Germany. <laughs> Mozambique. <laughs> and he comes down and all of a sudden he's flying um, upside down. And he's oh. like, whoa, 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 whoa. And the, <laughs> and the generals, they're like, what the goddamn fuck is Bob Chuck doing? <laughs> and, Ryan's um, doing the big cigar in the mouth motion, by the way. That's right. And um, he's just like 
you know, kind of shaken, like funky, like <laughs> upside down, heading towards the ground where the general is standing. And just immediately he sneezes and then the whole thing kind of fixes itself and he goes over and he comes down. And then, um, and they were like, you are, damn it. I fucked up the whole story. <laughs> I, I think I know what you were going to say. You are a real maverick. But yeah. the word you can't so his you can't say it as if something exists already. His name is his name is Bob Chuck Maverick. I was you know I was waiting for you to have Maverick be part of his name. Damn that it, that would have made sense. That's what I intended the entire time, and I forgot. Bob Chuck Maverick, yeah. Bob Chuck Maverick, and then he he gets out of the plane. And he, he's like, oh, I don't feel too good. And, and then the general's like, you crazy son of a bitch. You, you maverick, you. And one of the younger soldiers who's just like mopping the area is like, oh, maverick. And he, like, he just kind of misunderstood. He thought that he was hearing a phrase, not the guy's name. And then he thought maverick meant, you know, just. Uh, I'm going to tell everyone for a nickel. <laughs> Hot dog. <laughs> yeah i'm just imagining like an archie comics guy yeah. just come to life yeah right that so, is so good right some, something with that in that you know region and that we'll have so not exactly mm. but i do like how you at least intended to have somebody's name yeah as where the maverick comes from i tripped because, up i tripped up on the whole name thing because if you were right um, and in a way you are because it does come from somebody's name that would actually make this technically an eponym which is where you get these words that come from a specific person's name mm. you know such as the ferris wheel right or uh, the mason jar mason jar yeah or uh, a pompadour which I didn't research how that comes from but it was on the cover of the book so I know it's one mm. you know okay so that's so, an eponym yeah Right. So Maverick is does come from someone's it's, name. Yeah, it comes from somebody's name. And who it comes from is this guy called Samuel A. Maverick. I like that. Yeah. It makes you think of Samuel L. Jackson. Lived from 1803. Yes. <laughs> Samuel <Yes>. L. Jackson. <laughs> Capital One credit card commercials. He's good in everything. He is. <laughs> What's in your wallet? Uh, <laughs> it's a little tinier, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> What's um, in your wallet? <laughs> so... So he lived in the 1800s, um, and he was he was he loved San Antonio, Texas. Okay, uh, that's not where he was originally from, but that's where he ended up. Um, he was a lawyer. He was a prominent land baron, and he was into real estate. That's a good sounding name there, land. A baron. land baron, yes, right? I like that. I feel like they don't have that job anymore. No, right? Something we could revive, though. Right. Um, so. Back then, the the land there was very cheap, and nobody wanted it, and it sucked. Yeah. But his pappy or something always told him. <laughs> Samuel? His pappy. You buy that land when it's cheap and no one wants it, and then you sell it when it's expensive and everybody wants it. So Thank he just, you, pappy. He just bought a bunch of shit land, but he ended up having 385 thousand acres that's so many acres. yes yes okay uh so he was also i think i already said this he's a lawyer right yeah and one time 
he accepted 400 cattle as like payment for a claim that he had done. Okay. But he wasn't really interested in raising cattle. Even with his hundreds of thousands of acres? He's got all this space, but he they said that they, he he had a hired hand kind of just deal with all that stuff. Okay, he yeah. didn't He didn't want it. But the one thing that he was staunch on, mm-hmm. he did not want his cattle branded. Oh. He didn't believe in it. What a hero. Right. He, now, he that, that sounds like a folk hero right, right? there. Right? Like, I think, yeah, you're... I, I won't brand my I cows. I won't brand my cattle. Yeah. yeah. So, because uh, he was he was also like a pretty hardcore like liberal. Like, he believed in freedom. I, I actually believe the reason he didn't want to brand the cattle is because mm-hmm. they'd be more free without it. Right. So, there's a little bit of a discrepancy that a couple of different things that I read about where some will say that he lost cattle mm-hmm. because if people saw that there was no brand they would brand them with their own mark and then just take them. Yeah. Other people saw the no branded one and they said, that's a Maverick. Oh, they just knew because it didn't have a brand. Yeah. That's a Maverick. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of doing, he's doing like not what the typical farmers do. Because they all brand. Yes. Yeah, so because they're going, so going worried against the grain about there. like, yeah. Yeah. So he seems like a cool guy. He's like, I'm going to brand that. If you want to steal my cat, you're a brand, that's on you, man. (laughs) He's probably talking about like karma and shit. Yeah. Um, So this term actually became official in 1867. The official definition of the, of the word maverick is a calf or yearling found without an owner's brand. Oh, so a maverick actually came from this guy choosing not to. And it used to mean, that like about the cow specifically well think about that like they people would say that's a maverick cow yeah right right? and then it became like put into the dictionary wow it was actually close to the end of his life he only he lived till 1870 and that that was put into the dictionary in 1867 oh man but it happened much earlier but i guess people were using it idiomatically yeah um well i well well, no, no, it doesn't become an idiom, an idiom yet. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. But they're saying that's a maverick. Like, that's yeah, a maverick cow. Yeah. So this is all, we're all still in the realm of literal. Okay, yes. good. So that's where it comes from. That's amazing. Now. I never would have guessed that. Here's the thing about maverick. Mm-hmm. Maverick himself was a maverick. What you would like to find as a maverick. Yeah, right. Check this shit out about this guy. Um <sighs> He became a member of the Alamo militia, mm-hmm. and they said that he would have probably died fighting at the Alamo yeah. if the if the people in his crew didn't elect him to be. Um, they wanted him to sign the Texas Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. This is in March second of eighteen thirty six, and it was when they basically took Texas from Mexico. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so he was like, they they were like, we want you to be our guy to like like represent sure. us here, you know. Six years later, this this general, Adrian Wool from Mexico, was sent to kill all of these people that, you know, put together this treaty to, mm-hmm. to say, like, nope, Texas is uh, independent of you now, you know? Yeah. Um, so Maverick organized uh, a resistance of 53 men, and they were perched up on what was called the Maverick Building, because this guy's already making a name for himself. <laughs> and they... They were able to kill a bunch of people, but eventually they were surrounded by 900 Mexican troops. Wow. They were supposed to be killed, but they were taken prisoner and they were marched a thousand miles back to Mexico. Damn. Then when they were taken there, Maverick and his resistors, 
They were put in dark cells and they were chained together and forced to do forced labor for months. And there was one point where Maverick actually was asking for better conditions for his you know, comrades, like yeah. to, to, you know, like, like, can we have some bread or Maverick's anything? Maverick's used to a much higher, you know, kind yeah. of living style. Yeah. He got thrown in solitary just for asking. <laughs> so he was like in the deepest, darkest Jesus. cage. You yeah. know? After a little while, he was offered his freedom to sign this document that says Texas was illegally taken from Mexico. And he, here is my quote from what, what he said here. Okay. <clears throat> I cannot bring myself to think that it would be in the best interest of Texas to reunite with Mexico. This being my settled opinion, I cannot sacrifice the interests of my country, even to obtain my liberty. Still less can I say, so when such is not my op opinion, for I regard a lie as a crime and one which I cannot commit. I must therefore make up my mind to wear my chains, galling as Whoa, they are. What a maverick. This dude had principles. Yeah, he did. And like, he just he just wouldn't do it. Earlier I was going to say he would fit in really well in 2021, but then when you said he has principles, I was like, actually, maybe not. Right. No, I know. <laughs> like, this guy, I almost feel like he could be pro-Joe. You know? <laughs> I, I, I just, don't know. I, he could really, he could fall anywhere. I, I know. I really don't want to, like, because of the principles. <laughs> the principles. He might be getting more chatter, though, in this mm. day. I, like, I think, I would like to think that he came up with these ideas himself. Yeah. It he seems like, like I'm it. a different thing. Yeah, it feels like it. It's hard to, it's hard to tune out the, the noise these of course, days. Right? Yeah. All right. So, while he was in that dungeon, while he was denying his freedom just to sign a document and give back Texas... Um, the San Antonians elected him as their congressional representative in the Republic of Texas. Mm -hmm. Then they finally negotiated a release after a while. And Sam still would not leave until all of his comrades were let go. And that was took another couple of days. This guy is the prince. He's got the prince. Yeah, that's right? the guy you want on yeah. your side. When he finally was released. He did not sign anything that says that he did wrong or that Texas had to be given back. Like he was, they, they negotiated a release where he would not put his name on anything that said, like, I'm, I'm like rolling things back here, you know? Yeah. But when he left, he took the chains with him that had bound him as a lifelong reminder of the incalculable value of freedom. Duh. This guy is a true maverick and his yeah. name is Maverick. <laughs> That is epic. Isn't he the best? Yeah. I think from what I know about him, from what you've told me, he's the best. He's the best. <laughs> okay. But like, you know, I don't support anything not great that he might have done. I mean, he could have done some bad stuff probably. <laughs> he's not living in the, my favorite, you know, time period. But just there. at this point, everything that I've read. But everything you, you said now is real cool. pretty good. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Guy's the man. So that's pretty much my story of Maverick. But Great. I have just a little bit of a fun fact okay. train I want to tell you about. Oh, a whole train of fun facts? Well, it all kind of just, it's really one fact, but it all just kind of pulls together. Mm -hmm. His grandson, Maury mm -hmm. Maverick, mm -hmm. who was like alive in, you know, from 1895 to 1954, he was a de Democratic congressman, and he actually termed, uh, coined the term gobbledygook. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. He invented that word. That's a Seeger Rose song. Is it really? Yeah. Well, so for those of you who don't know, it's an over-involved pompous talk of 
officialdom, mm-hmm. uh, which really reminded me of just like jargon and mumbo jumbo. Yeah, really, you know, of course. Um, in in a memo that he had put out in March thirtieth, nineteen forty four, he had this is he Mari. What did I say? No, is this the son or is this? This is all. This is all about the um, grandson. The grandson. Okay. Yeah. So like another maverick. Yeah. Um, he had written that uh, banning gobbledygook language and mock threatening anyone using the words activation or implementation will be shot. I wish under whose authority? Well, well, just like he'll a, shoot him. Well, he was a congressman. <laughs> yeah. You know, like <laughs> yeah. he. I think he was more saying that he wanted that to happen. Okay. Yeah. Let's bring it back. Apparently, when he came up with that word, he had made it while Im- Im- imitating the sound of like of what a turkey says. Like, probably <laughs> Oh my gosh, no one thinks it sounds like that. That's that kind of sounded like when I said it. <laughs> when you did it, yeah. Yeah, but... well, but I guess you have to get into the turkey mind. Right. Okay, right. All right. A little, a little bit extra here is at the, around the same time as that word was invented, mm-hmm. there was this other word invented called baffle gab, which mm. means almost the same thing. Oh, that I've not heard of. Bureaucratic jargon. No, I've never heard that one either. Baffle gab. Yeah. So it was a bunch of jargon. This guy, Milton Smith, mm-hmm. he invented the term and they wrote an article about it and... They gave him a plaque for creating this word. That's great. Yeah. I'd like to see that plaque. I would like to, too. <laughs> I want to see all the details in that plaque. Right. And uh, the final part of this is he, he like, he, he very purposely came up with this. Mm-hmm. Some of his reject words that he was running with before yeah. he came up with baffle gab were um, legal fusion, uh-huh. legal prate. Okay. Gabalia and Bureau Babble. Bureau Babble. But he stuck with Baffle Gab. There is something I do. I do like something about Bureau Babble because like, is, you can yeah. really understand yeah. what that is. Yeah. Just um, like the bureaucratic language nonsense. And he actually specifically rep- referenced gobbledygook mm-hmm. when he was making his announcement that I have quote unquote invented a new term yes. and he was like gobbledygook's good but it doesn't have the same <laughs> as baffle gab like it's got like a more just like a stronger yeah punch oh. to it we should we should announce our own new word um yes either this or next episode and then we'll get a plaque <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you're at home call in and send a plaque <laughs> well, we got to wait until we come up with a word. And you don't have to be at home. You could be in your car or in, in, anywhere in the air or anything. Yeah, anything. <laughs> and uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. That's the way the cookie crumbles. That's how we used to hey, say Hey, what's it, the right? second one? That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Okay. But I almost I kept said. Say, I would keep saying that. That's all that's she all wrote. That's all she wrote. That's what I was going to say again. Okay. All right. So, Albert, thank you. And uh, we will be right back after this. Brief little musical break. You go do whatever you need to do. And a commercial by Reese's Peanut Butter (laughs) Cups. Oh my God, that would be freaking awesome. We'd be rich.
What is this, Plantasia? <laughs> Plantasia? Yeah. What's Plantasia? It's that album by that guy that's like famous. Hold what, on. What, Drake? <laughs> Who? Where could that what possibly Drake? be? Wait, you'll know when I show it to him. Mort Garson? Yes. You know him, right? No. Oh. Plantasia's good. <laughs> You've listened to it? Yeah. I, it's music for plants. Well, I see that. I just looked it up here. It sounds like this. <laughs> oh, I've never heard it. I mean, I wrote this. Aww. <laughs> You're like a little mort. This is my own, very own Plantasia, I guess. A little mort Carson. I'd be thrilled if people would let, you know, let their plants hear my music. I think I think it works for Mort, so Okay. I am in I'm down to join that subgenre. I'm down too. Plant. To ride your coattails <laughs> all the way to Mortville. Get in the back. Um Well yeah. No, but like yeah, plant music, as far as I'm concerned, that, that subgenre is the bee's knees. Oh, there he goes, slipping it in. I know that idiom. I've heard it. Of course you have. What's the uh, definition of that? It's something that's really popping great. Popping great. You know, like it's like that is it. That, that is, is that uh, is Jack Kerouac it. Baby. Oh, Jack Kerouac it. I like that. Um, yeah, an outstandingly good person or thing. My uh, so my mom asked me the other day. She's like, Oh wait, wait. I, I'm not gonna say anything. Yes, I want you to guess first. Oh, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Guess, so guess what the origin of the bee's knees might be. Um, okay, hold on. Right. All right, I'm at the guessing stage. I got it. All right, All let's right. hear it. There's a scientist. His name is Arthur Slemington. <laughs> Slemington, go on. And he loves tiny things. <laughs> Teeny tiny, he loves them. I like that. Okay, so so he has been trying to develop this new microscope. Sure. That would make you be able to see the, the tiniest, 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 the tiniest, tiniest thing. So um, when he was testing the microscope, he his father was a beekeeper. Um, and he lived with his father because he didn't... Oh, so he really, made a, he really made something out of himself. Yeah. Yes, right, because he could have just gotten humble that beginnings. sweet, sweet beekeeping money. <laughs> you know, right. anytime that somebody doesn't join the family business, like Samuel Maverick, mm -hmm. whose father was something, mm -hmm. but he didn't go for it. Yeah. Um, I think it's really great because, like, God, couldn't you, like, if somebody was like, man, if I was born and my dad's like, I got this business, all you have to do is just, just, just run it when I'm dead, I'd be yeah. like, fine. Yeah. Because I have no ambition. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could ask your dad to start a business. It's probably best that my dad didn't have one. Because, you know, it made me forge out yeah. on my own and yeah. start this wonderful podcast. All right. So let's just step away from this therapy for a moment and okay. get back to guess, which was... Uh... <laughs> All right. So Arthur Slemington's dad was a beekeeper. He needed to I live at the bee farm because scientists back then didn't have a lot of money in mm -hmm. the 30s. Scientists in the 30s had a lot of money. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not if you were trying to develop new technology that nobody wanted to give you money for. He, mm -hmm. he was he was doing it all on his own. Yeah. DIY. Yeah, okay. Okay. So he had to live at home. And um when he finally found out that he had it, 
like working, like all dialed in mm-hmm. so he could see small stuff. He's like, what is small? Mm. I've already <laughs> looked at a grain of rice for hours because it's fascinating. Uh-huh. Um, I've already looked at one of those dandelion puffs, like one <laughs> single puff yeah, yeah. that floats in the breeze. Yeah, we know. All right. He loved it. Uh-huh. So small. Like, what is something that no one would think of? Yeah. Hmm. And at that moment, a bee flew by and stung him. And he's like, Eureka! A so bee's he takes, knee. He takes the dead bee, because mm-hmm. unfortunately they die when you sting them. <laughs> right. And he puts it under the, the scope, and he's like, look at this, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> Holy mother of Toledo, bees have knees. <laughs> and then he's like running around. He's like, the bees have knees, the yeah. bees have knees. And I can see them. It, it's the greatest thing ever. It's the best. Yeah. And um, so, you know, he went to town and was yeah. did a whole vaudeville show <laughs> about the bees have knees. So and- he r- really got... <laughs> really kind of left that scientist <laughs> level like, and yeah he's got like back into a, like a beekeeper things, let it be small <laughs> things <laughs> like it's like it's a scientist like musicals it. kind of show sure right? sure it's like if bill and i only knew information about one thing right <laughs> right okay so i get it um, so that's great that's a great guess yeah so then when he put on his science musical he called it the bee's knees and of course you know and and it just blew up. Or no, me yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would the reporters would say something like the bee's knees is the greatest show this side of the best. Mississippi, yeah. It's the bee's knees. Okay. It is the bee's knees. All right. Good. So that's where it became a positive sort of thing. That's great. Right. Wow. That's that's one of your better guesses, to be honest. Oh man. I love that guess. I I like it too. Okay. <laughs> um no, I, I, you know what I got a kick out of? I got a kick out of imagining, you know, he's got a microscope and he's like looking at a bee's knee and he's like, this is small. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the same exact time, there are scientists like looking at the atom trying to figure out oh, how to split it. Right. I meant the 1830s. Oh, <laughs> My bad. 1830s. That's right. It's a much different vision. It's, I guess it's the microscope. <laughs> Because um, I, I should call it the slimming scope. The slimming scope. Um, I. That's a great. And if we could get some enamel pins. <laughs> yes. Of that. Yes. And it's like the official. Don't be an idiom. Pin is the slimming slimming scope. Dude, we can make it. Katie's got a button maker now that we got one for her birthday. So we'll just. All right, we'll, we'll crank get, them out. All right. If you want one, email us at don't be an idiot. Email Katie. <laughs> just tell her to start making them. Okay. So that's wrong. It's um. You got everything wrong there, pretty much. Like the year and the, the main character. Damn it. It's all wrong. <laughs> Damn it. Um, so my mom the other day asked about, she's like, I've got an idiom for you. The cat's meow. And I was like, the cat's meow. I was like, well, like, I, I get, you know, mm-hmm. it just sounds great. Right. So I started researching it um, and it led me to this. So um, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get to the cat's meow, but um, it started with. A bee's knee. Okay. So in the 18th century, it was actually singular, bee's knee. Like, instead of saying how we say now, that's the bee's knees. I guess we right. don't really say it a lot, right? I mean, 
People say it. <laughs> I feel like they said it more in the 50s. Definitely. Maybe. Yeah. There's some, probably some like women in the Midwest who are, are saying bees and knees and stuff. Um, is that like, am I allowed to say that? <sighs> yes. <laughs> women I feel in like the that, Midwest. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like that group of women in um, that episode of Murder, She Wrote, would have been saying things like oh, these days. exactly. Yeah. If you could they just... They in the fan club. Listen, we'll post the episode of Murder, She Wrote, we watched, but these women definitely would say yes. that's the bee's knees. So in, the, so in the 1700s, this was already around, but it didn't mean what, what had the way we use it today. Um, and what it meant was just something small and insignificant. Okay? So... Hmm. Um, Interesting, because it means something wowee now, right? It means something, yeah, like big time. It's right, like, but back then it was insignificant. This is, a, this is a bee's knee compared to what Lancelot gave me, you know? Like, sure. This is nothing. Uh, I think that was a princess or something that was saying that. Lancelot, yeah. <laughs> Not the Lancelot, <laughs> a Lancelot. Wait, what? <laughs> Isn't, Can't people have the name Lancelot? How many... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, I thought his name was Lance, and he just did it a lot. No, his name is Lance a lot. Wow. It's a it's an old fashioned name, but anyway, anyone can have that. Seems like an idiot. Um, and then in the twentieth century, dude, I read this one place. I could not find a second place to read it, but it, it, it initially referred to something that did not exist. The bee's knees. So, um, yeah. So I can see that. Knees. So, it's like, too small. It went from insignificant to like. Something that's not even there, like a shopkeeper could could say to like their apprentice, you know, you know, get give me a left-handed screwdriver, get out of here, you. Oh. And it's like asking for a bee's knee. It's like not there. Interesting. So well, or, right, because they don't have knees. They 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 have exoskeletons. Okay. Right. Well, we're we'll, we'll get to that. I mean, they have places where their legs bend, but is oh, that a knee? Oh, good question. Is that a knee? Now you're thinking. Oh, okay. Now you're asking the good questions. <laughs> Um, so no, the bee's knees comes from the roaring twenties. That's right. The jazz age, baby. Oh yeah, baby. So, um, you know, for anyone who doesn't know their American history, the roaring twenties was the 1920s right after world war one when, you know, young hip jazz babes and boys were just causing all sorts of trouble. Beat it. You have cat hooking up and cutting their hair. Oh, yeah. And they developed a whole new slang. There's a whole dictionary of flapper language. Yes. Have you ever seen that on, like, you know, around? You know, I don't know if I've heard it called flapper language, but I did hear that there was some rhyming slang. Well, yeah. Bees, some like, rhyming there's, slang? There's some, like... Yeah, bees knees is there's rhyming some, slang. Because like, you, you said about, like, the cat's meow thing, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It reminds me of also the cat's pajamas, mm-hmm. right? Exactly, yeah. There were, like, there were, like these expressions that... They were just like these just kind of wild images that didn't really have much substance to them, right? Right. There's no meaning, really. It's just the way they're using them give them meaning. Uh, Right. Now, wait, are you saying jazz cats are saying, like, shouting these things out? Yes. Awesome. Um, God, that must have been so fun being one of those. It must have been fun. I mean, yeah, you know, in the 20s, like... Women especially were just like, and I mean, all of society in America was so disillusioned, you know, like over a hundred thousand Americans died in World War One, and you know, people had come back from the war, and everyone was just like, "Fuck everything," right? And just like shed that whole Victorian sensibility away, and then 
they like you know just started being more promiscuous and and you know women were smoking cigarettes and getting drunk mm. and making out with boys and having petting parties what uh-huh <laughs> you don't say and so they also just started mixing up language a bit and started adding some you know cool new phrases so um they you know they they probably knew bees knee as a thing but then they changed the meaning of it right you know and so um so uh so in the in the original bees when when it when it was insignificant right yeah was there a reason why it's just because it was they thought it was just something so small like you can't even right yeah it's like it's too small to see it's cool that though that that came from somewhere right first because i had delved into the realm of that Mm -hmm. that slang where it was just a bunch of like jazzy kind of saying yeah yeah but i didn't realize that there was anything before that so it's neat that these knees goes back that far yeah like they they took it they took it because it's it probably it rhymes it sounds yeah. good um and then they made it their own and they just gave it a new meaning and so like they had a lot of there's a lot of flapper slang that i wanted to mention a handcuff meant engagement ring oh yeah dropping the pilot meant getting a divorce a snake right. charmer was a female bootlegger during prohibition i get the snake part i get it a weasel was a girl stealer oh yeah and then a whisk broom was a man with a beard sure which i like so lots of these kind of names um and uh you mentioned the cat's pajamas the cat's meow those are also part of that that flapper slang and they also all mean kind of the same thing right yeah they're all like positive like Um, that's boss baby <laughs> That's boss. <laughs> That's brisk, baby. So the the thing you said though, like about it being rhyming slang, that that's probably the reason that it's still around today. Yeah. Because you know we've talked a few times on the show about how the Cockney English oh, yeah. used a lot of rhyming slang, and so you know some of it just kind of naturally came here, I think. Um. And uh, then the, there was the Wall Street cla- crash of 1929, and that just kind of like ended the flapper movement because no one could afford to like look fashionable anymore. Right, and, you know. and smoke those long cigarettes. Mm, long, thin and long. What are those things called that hold the, the long parts that hold the cigarette? Yeah, cigarette holder? Cold, call in. Cold in. Cold in. There needs to be a better name than that, I'm right? sure there is something real nice for it. Do you want me to look it up? I tried one once, but it wasn't a super long one. Wasn't even a medium long one, really. <laughs> oh, this is nice. Equalizer. Ooh. There's no way that's that's. Equalizer. That's what those are called. Um, it's, this is an urban dictionary, though. That's not very. You can't. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> It's called a holder, cigarette holder. Okay, well, Jesus, that's you terrible. You have something more fa- like a fancier name or something. Seriously, um, yeah. So you can buy your your cigarette holders either. So you said something interesting that uh, bees don't even have knees, but they kind of do, right? I mean, I think their legs, says, yeah, the legs bendy, bend, bendy right? joints. Yeah. So all all insects have six sections to their legs. And each is connected by a joint. And the one most like a knee is between the femur and tibia on a bee. 
Even so. though they don't have femurs and tibias because yeah. they have exoskeletons, right? But that's the name of these no, 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 the six sections on I, the legs. I'm just saying, they don't have bones. No, they don't have bones. Could you imagine if they did? <laughs> be a lot of little insect bones everywhere. They'd be everywhere, you're yeah, right. right. Although it's not like we're seeing a lot of like squirrel bones or chipmunk <sighs> bones. Well, or bird bones. Are you seeing bones of those animals? Now, where are the bones? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, that is a great question. Where are the bones? What if, what if at night every human goes into like a trance and goes out Eat and eats bones. all of the bones of animals? That would be a shock to a lot of people. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, that, that would be... It'd be interesting, especially if you were something like a nun. <laughs> yeah, because it's so <laughs> or like a, anti-Christian to uh, yeah to um chew on bones. Yeah. Okay. Or yeah. just like a really boring person. <laughs> they wouldn't be boring anymore. That's what I mean. But but we're all doing it, so uh, yeah. kind of we're all equally as boring because we're eating animal bones all night. Anyway, keep an eye out, people. Let us know if you find out. Any, if you find any animal bones in your turlet, let us call in. <laughs> yeah, please call in. Um, and the last thing I wanted to say was uh, that, that the Bee's Knees uh, joins uh, quite a large group of animal-themed uh, jazz age phrases, such as the snake's hips, the flea's eyebrows, hmm. the canary's tusks, the gnat's hmm. elbow, the monkey's eyebrows, and the kipper's knickers. All right. Kipper's knickers. You like? Is okay. The best is bee's knees because the rhyme really helps. Exactly. And that's why it's probably that's, still used yeah. and recognized today. Yeah. Cause I've never can, heard any of those. Dude, otherwise. you can't tell me that anyone out there has ever heard the snake's hips. I've never heard. I mean, that. it's cool. It's a cool image. Like, you know, sexy right. snake, you know, wearing yeah. lipstick. But they also don't hips. have hips. Well, this one in my head does. Well, right. <laughs> right. But, you know, so there's a lot of, you know, we can bring any of these back, but I think the Kipper's Knickers, because it has that assonance and the alliteration with the, the K and the I sound. Right. And what's a Kipper? Like a fish or something? It's a fish, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fish. Yeah, right. Sometimes um, we, we uh, I think it's Merriam-Webster. I asked them if they would um, they would sponsor us. Give us a ton of money. If we do the Time Traveler um that is a good promotion. The time travel, because if you go to, the, if you look up a word, there's this button that says time travel. You click on it and it tells you other words from the same year if they have a year for that's when it was good. first used. So I did the time traveler for 1921 because that's the year that um that that they have like the reemergence of the bee's knees meaning yeah. something, and the coolest one that I saw in that time traveler another phrase from 1921 the abominable snowman that was Whoa. the first year that particular phrase was used for the yeti wow isn't that cool that's very cool yeah this lieutenant led some british mount everest reconnaissance expedition and wrote like a whole book about it and referred to the yeti as the abominable snowman were they going looking for the yeti or were they no i think it was just kind of like how tall is this mountain what's the snow like Two and a half yetis tall or deep or whatever. <laughs> this mountain's two and a half yetis deep. <laughs> Man, the abomin that's a nice that's got a nice mouth feel to it. The it abominable does. snowman. It does. It's like a little mini avalanche in your mouth. It does feel like an you avalanche know, like, in your mouth. <laughs> like 
you know, some guy just said that and wrote it down in his army journal. And now, like, you know, people say it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I bet if you threw up whipped cream, that would be like an avalanche in your mouth, too. But mm. physical avalanche. Yeah. As but opposed to this. It's not heavy enough. No. You're getting plenty of white cream. You need some, like, little, you need little, like, little heavier rocks or something. Okay, so I guess, yeah, if you ate a bunch of white rocks <laughs> and then you threw up, that would be, uh, that would be uh, like maybe if it like had like cookie chunks in it or something. If you want to make it all edible, oh, yeah. I don't. I'm sorry. I, don't I, know I why would. I, I would eat this. that. <laughs> Rocks with cookie chunks. No cookie chunks in uh, fucking <laughs> Cool Whip or whatever. Oh, okay. All right. Well, listen. I hope you learn. You feel like you learned something. I hope today. you learned a new dessert. <laughs> we hope after listening to these two histories of. Um, I don't remember what your name was. Maverick. Oh, I never remember yours. Maverick. I can barely Disney's. remember mine. We yeah, hope you feel like you learned something today or at least got a good dessert idea. Um, but for me, that's a wrap. The countdown has begun. Um, Send us your pictures of your abominable snowman Christmas desserts. We'll put them up. <laughs> Great idea. Send us one today. Dude, we're going to make one too. <laughs> And next episode is episode 50. It's going to be a big one. And, We're crossing uh, the line. Listen, we are crossing the line. And um, until next time, don't, don't be, be an, an idiot. idiot. Give us your